All right, I'm just going to pray. Thanks, Steve. Um, kia ora whanau, ko Kelly tuku ingoa, no England, okutupuna, ki te nohu o ki Rolleston. Good morning, church family. For those that don't know me, my name's Kelly. I um, have... So I've got two amazing kids, Sophia and Isaac. Um, Isaac is my eldest. He's in Cornerstone Youth, and Sophia's my Irish twin, so there's 12 months apart, and she's in Cornerstone Intermediates, which leads me to my um, completely shameless plug. If you have intermediate-age kids, send them our way. We love them. We want a journey with them, and yep. And second plug, young adults out there, if there's any of you lingering around too, hit me up because we'd love to tuck you in and help you grow in Christ. So, yep, so these are my kids, and this is my crazy dog, Storm. So if you ever come to visit, be prepared for a near-on 50kg giant teddy bear. Um, When Pastor Dre asked me if I'd do a double up, I was actually really excited. Nervous, because I haven't spoken since prior to my brain surgery, but super excited because I'm so passionate about helping people apply the word of God to their lives to make it practical and applicable. And my life is an absolute testimony to the transforming power of God. And one day in God's timing, I'd love to be able to share that with you guys. Um, For the note-takers in the room, like me, um, the title of my message is a multi-choice. You can either call it Power of Words, When I'm Squeezed, or Christian Housekeeping. So Christian Housekeeping, why do I call it this? Because we are the temple of God's Holy Spirit. God dwells in us. We are his house. We are his people. And as far as the housekeeping component is, you've got to keep it clean. It's up to us to clean out the dirt, to not let bad habits fall. And so that's why it's called Christian housekeeping. Now that the 5% of you that like cleaning are excited and the 95% are thinking about what's for lunch, we'll get stuck in. So who knows that our words are containers for power? Five of you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Couple more, couple more. Good. Um, Let's have a look at um, Ezekiel 37. 1 to 10. If you've been around church for a while, you'll be quite familiar with the story. I'm going to paraphrase, but I'll have it up behind for those that, you know, feel the need to read. So basically, God takes Ezekiel by the Spirit to this valley. And in this valley are all these dead, dry bones. God says to Ezekiel, can these live? Ezekiel goes, God, only you know that. And then God does this really strange thing. Instead of just snapping his fingers or speaking it into being, God says to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones. So Ezekiel spoke, he prophesied, and these bones stood up. They had flesh on them, and before him was a big host or an army. And at that point, God breathed his spirit into them, which brought them to life. Ezekiel's words were containers for God's power. What you speak matters. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. There are so many scriptures on the tongue, and I would encourage you in your own time to actually dive into that because it's a really good study. So how many people here or online have any, ever said anything negative about themselves? Yeah, things like, oh, I'm such a twit, or, oh, I'm so stupid, Or when something hits you out of nowhere, 
catch you off guard. Like bad news. What comes out of your mouth then? Complaining? Cursing? Why does this stuff always happen to me? I swear I'm cursed. I can tell you right now that we have an enemy and he is alive and well and rubbing his hands together because he wants to see what comes out of your mouth to see how much ground he's won. There is a wonderful lady I have the privilege of journeying with at the moment and she has been blindsided by a negative medical diagnosis. That is scary and hard. Man, she's done a David. She has gone to God and she has just gone, bleh. But then she's gone and she's written out all these scriptures. She's pinned them up all over her house. She claims them and she speaks them out loud. Man, that takes guts. So she now has these tools to speak into this hard time, this journey that she's on. When she's feeling shaken or scared, they're right there. They're right there. You see, we partner with God. Like Ezekiel, we speak over our lives, our kids, our spouses, our friends, our colleagues. And what you say matters. For some of you, you might struggle with fear. And if you find yourself going, oh, I'm so scared, I can't do it, swap it out. Swap it out for 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given me a spirit of fear but a sound mind and self-control. What about struggling with condemnation? It's the same thing. Swap out the negative self-talk. I'm useless, I never get it right. For Romans 8.1, therefore there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. How about self-image? That's a, a really common one. I don't know many people that have not struggled with self-image at some point or another. It's the same thing. Swap out that negative talk. I'm useless. I never get it right. My sins are too big. I'm ugly. No one ever wants me. Whatever that lie is, whatever that negative self-talk is, I mean, take your pick, man. God's word is so full of how much he loves you. It's a love letter from him to you. Let his word define your image. You know, I love Psalm 139.14, for I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. I also love um, Jeremiah 1.5, before you were formed in the body of your mother, I had knowledge of you. Man, God knew me. He wanted me. He had plans for me. Let those things build up your inner man. Don't get me wrong. Feelings are real. Man, are feelings real. They can be overwhelming. They can be like a tidal wave and you you just think, how am I ever going to breathe again? But let me tell you right now, even though feelings might have facts around them, they are not truth. God's word is truth. Feelings come and go, but God's word will not fail you. Everywhere we go now, I mean, who's got a phone on them? Yeah? TV? Netflix? Disney? When you drive around, billboards, signs, the world is loud. And it's even louder for our kids and the next generation down. Man, we let so many things speak into our lives and speak over us without even realising it. So how are we going to make God's voice louder in our lives? If I had an orange and I put some pressure on it and I gave it a squeeze, what comes out? Orange juice. Not apple juice, not pear, orange. 
And in the same way, when we're put under pressure, when we're squeezed, what comes out? Faith, God's word, hope, or not? You see, if it's not in us, it can't come out of us. We need to get God's word from here in our heads down into our hearts. We need to know God's word. You know, I tell my kids all the time, your voice is the loudest one in your life. You are always speaking over yourself. You are always thinking. So why not speak things that bring power and victory and life? When my knee did this, I wanted to say a few choice things because, you know, life's hard enough without crutches and now I've got this biomechanical knee brace thing that it should come with a remote, but it's pretty impressive. I had a choice to make. I could choose to focus on how frustrating it is, how much harder it is to be a solo mum caring for two kids with crutches, or I could be grateful that it's my left leg and I can still drive a car with my right. I could trust, you know, that God's got it in hand because I know God's word says he will not put me through more than I can endure. My burden is easy and my yoke is light. I know that he won't overwhelm me. He is my healer and my strength. And somehow he'll work it out for good. About three years ago, I had some major brain surgery. Well, two and a half years ago. The doctors had some really big concerns about me making it through the surgery. I have, I had some pretty full-on complications. So there was concern for losing me on the table. There was concern for losing me post-op. I had to be admitted straight into ICU post-surgery. And man, I put the surgery off for five years because my kids were young. There was a part of me that was so afraid that I wanted to wait so at least my kids would have memories of who their mum was. There was this overwhelming sea of fear that had started to come into my life and I hadn't even realised it. I just, it was normal. It was to what was to be expected given the circumstances. And I realised that fear had moved in in the place where God should be. So I had to make a choice. I had to choose to trust God. Man, I felt like a phony. I, it didn't feel right, saying these things, claiming these things, it was like, but I made that choice and I pushed through. And every time fear would rise up, I would claim I shall not die for I shall live to declare the works of the Lord. And every time that fear would rise up, I'd say, you know, God started a good work in me and he'll be faithful to complete it. Now is not my time. I had to make that choice to swap fear for God's truth. And that truth needed to be spoken out loud so I could get it from here down to here. So my encouragement and my challenge to you guys today is have a sit down with yourself and with God and just take note of some of the words that come out of your mouths. If you find a theme, find the scriptures to counter that theme. Start speaking life into these areas. When you are squeezed... And I can tell you right now, no one promises as Christians nice rosy lives, so you will get squeezed. But if you start speaking God's word over your lives and really knowing his word, and I mean knowing it, when you are squeezed, then you will be able to stand in the victory that is yours in Jesus Christ. 
I totally forgot about this thing. Here we go. La di da. There we go. <laughs> so the final um, verse that I just love it says, "A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored out of his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So let's fill our heart with God. Amen.